Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hello, America, and welcome to the Sean Hannity Show. And as all of you in Sean's audience have instantly detected... I am not Sean Hannity. Sean is on his annual Christmas vacation, taking some seriously well-earned time off to rest and relax before the new year, which I suspect will be another crazy year. So we shall see. In the meantime, I am Jeffrey Lord of my Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord podcast, which is, of course, to be found on my website, thejeffreylord.com. And as some of you may know, I am a contributing editor of the American Spectator, a columnist for the Media Research Center's Newsbuster site, and a Newsmax TV contributor. We have a great show for you today. Congressman Scott Perry, the chair of the House Freedom Caucus, will be here to update us on the status of the Republican race for House Speaker that features House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy with a challenge from Arizona's Andy Biggs. Next, we will have on... David Schoen, a great American attorney, well familiar to those of us in Sean's audience. We will be talking about the latest reviving, revolving around the conduct of, yes, indeed, the FBI. Then we will have Kentucky Congressman James Comer. The congressman is slated to be the new chairman of the House Oversight Committee. What a job he is inheriting. Just this week, the congressman said he had learned that at least 80 FBI agents had worked with social media companies on an unauthorized, quote, disinformation task force, unquote. He will be here to give us an update on the oversight investigations we expect to see, we can expect to see in the new year. And trust me when I say the congressman will be one busy guy with the cleanup from the Pelosi area. Then we will be talking to journalist Michael Schellenberger. Michael, as you may know, is one of the independent journalists who has been tapped by Elon Musk to sift through Round seven of the Twitter files. And what Michael has uncovered is just stunning. Chilling, I would say. 
As a result of what he has discovered, Michael is calling for Congress to probe revelations the FBI and intelligence community work to, quote-unquote, discredit the Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 20 presidential election. So we're looking forward to our chat with Michael. Now, let me start off talking first about the disgrace that is the January 6th committee and what a four-star disgrace it is. The committee can clearly be called a witch hunt. It had a uh, predetermined outcome. They hate Donald Trump. That's what they're all about. And as it ends its run, it has now issued a 154-page report. And what does it say? It is referring criminal charges against President, former President Donald Trump to the Justice Department. Specifically, and I want to go through this so you know what's going on here. Specifically, the committee recommended that prosecutors pursue four charges against former President Trump. One, obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress. Two, conspiracy to defraud the United States. Three, inciting or assisting an insurrection. Four, and conspiracy to make a false statement. Now, we're on a family show here. So let me put it this way. What bunk? Linda, Linda, no, no, no. <laughs> so let's go through these bogus charges one by one. First of all, President Trump did not obstruct anything. He addressed a completely peaceful rally on the White House ellipse. I was there. Before the events at the Capitol, I was not there. A rally where he said to the tens of thousands gathered to hear him, he said, I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Now, there was not a single word said, as you could hear, about obstructing, quote-unquote, an official proceeding of Congress. But if protesting the counting of the results of an election is obstruction, then there is the matter of Maryland Democrat Congressman Jamie Raskin, who was also not coincidentally, a member of the January 6th committee. Democrats, in fact, tried to stop the certification of the Electoral College vote in the 2000, 2004, and 2016 elections. Among those Democrats was Congressman Raskin himself, who tried to reject Electoral College votes to declare Trump the winner in 2016. So, Knowing that Mr. Raskin was obstructing an official proceeding of Congress, as he and his committee are charging former President Trump with, where is the criminal refer referral to the Justice Department for Congressman Raskin? The answer is there isn't a criminal referral because Mr. Raskin is a Democrat and a Trump hater. And the January 6th committee is about nothing, if not double standards. Second, the committee charges President Trump with a conspiracy to defraud the United States. Got that? Demanding election integrity is now, quote, a conspiracy to defraud the United States, unquote. There is no mention that Twitter and its various pre-Elon Musk lefties were going out of their way to defraud the United States by deliberately blocking that New York Post story revealing the serious news of, the, of Hunter Biden's laptop. We now know for a fact that a significant number of Americans have said that had they known about that post story, they would have voted for Trump. What Twitter did in suppressing this blockbuster story is, yes, indeed, 
deliberately rigging an election, something that was done with the backing of no less than the FBI, as Elon Musk has revealed. The third charge against President Trump is that he incited or assisted an insurrection. Again, what bunk? First of all, it is a fact that President Trump authored, offered to authorize 20,000 troops to protect the Capitol, and Speaker Nancy Pelosi refused them. Over there at our friend John Solomon's Just the News website is this headline, quote, Trump Pentagon first offered National Guard to Capitol four day to National Guard to the Capitol four days before January 6th riots memo shows. Official Capitol Police timeline validates Trump's administration account and shows that Democrats' fateful rejections of the offers. Seems absolutely illogical, one official wrote about the security posture that was hours before the riot began. Now, that's the headline. John opens by reporting this. The Pentagon first raised the possibility of sending National Guard troops to the U.S. Capitol four days before the January 6th riots, setting in motion a series of rejections by Capitol Police and Democrats that left Congress vulnerable as threats of violence were rising, according to government memos that validate Trump administration officials' long-held claims. An official timeline of the January 6th tragedy, the story goes on, was assembled by Capitol Police, and it shows that a Defense Department official reached out to a Capitol Police Deputy Chief, Sean Gallagher, on January 2nd, 2021, to see if a request for troops was forthcoming but the offer was quickly rejected after a consultation with then-Chief Steve Sund. And who exactly was responsible for this rejection? That would be, you guessed it, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Cash Patel, then the Chief's, Chief of Staff to the then-support via the National Guard, was refused by the House and Senate Sergeant-at-Arms, who report to Speaker Pelosi. Now we have, said Mr. Patel, we have it in their own writing, in their own writing, days before January 6th. And despite the FBI warning of potential for serious disturbance, no perimeter was established, no agents put on the street, and no fence was put up, unquote. In other words, against the advice of the Trump administration, President Trump's offer to have thousands of troops to protect the Capitol on January 6th was rejected by Speaker Pelosi. Now, you know who else had responsibility for protecting the Capitol? That would be Congressman Raskin. And why? The U.S. Capitol Police are under the joint jurisdiction of the House Administration Committee and the Senate Rules and Administration Committee. Who is the second-ranking Democrat on House Administration? That would be the Democrats' January 6th committee member, Maryland Congressman Raskin. And oh, by the way, who sits on the Senate Rules and Administration Committee that has a role with this? That would be, yes, Senate Democratic Leader Chuck Schumer of New York. Which is to say, in the style of the famous Senator Howard Baker Watergate question, Democrats from the committee need to be answering, uh, Mr. Raskin and Mr. Schumer in particular, they need to know the warning of impending violence and what did they do about it. And yes, this goes for Speaker Pelosi as well. There can, at this juncture, appear to be only one of two possible answers. Either Mr. Raskin and Mr. Schumer knew of the intelligence report that warned of impending violence and did nothing, 
thus making possible the ensuing riot that had been warned about. Or Mr. Raskin and Mr. Schumer did not know of the intelligence warning of potential violence, indicating a breathtaking level of sheer incompetence when it came to their most basic task in overseeing the Capitol Police. Ensuring the physical safety of the Capitol building, their House and Senate colleagues, their staffs, and any and everybody else whose job required them to be physically present in the Capitol and the Capitol complex. So, suffice to say, the idea that President Trump incited or assisted in any way in an insurrection is pure partisan bunk, yet again. And then there's charge number four, that President Trump conspired to make a false statement. Say what? To question the integrity of an election is a conspiracy to make a false story? As it happens, the release of all the Twitter files that we're seeing now shows beyond doubt that there was, in fact, a serious effort by big tech to rig the 2020 election. There is zero false about it. So what do we have here? What we have is a corrupt January 6th committee. It is ruthless. In January of 1981, my old boss, President Reagan, was asked at his first press conference how he proposed to deal with the communist Soviet Union. President Reagan's response is a perfect description of today's January 6th committee. He answered this way. The Soviets, he said, have, quote, openly and publicly declared that the only morality they recognize is what will further their cause, meaning they reserve unto themselves the right to commit any crime, to lie, to cheat, to steal, which is exactly a description of the January 6th committee. And when Republicans take control of the House, on, on, the, on the agenda should be an investigation of the January 6th committee itself and every one of its memos. Uh, my memo to the committee, save your documents, your text, your emails, and your phone records, uh, etc. And while we're on this subject of President Trump instigating an insurrection, let me go back in time a bit. When I was growing up, the protests against the Vietnam War were raging. Leading the opposition to the war were three Democrat United States senators, all of them who would one day run for president. Senator Robert Kennedy of New York, the brother of then the late President Kennedy, Senator Eugene McCarthy of Minnesota, and Senator George McGovern of uh, South Dakota. So in October of 1967, there was an anti-war protest in Washington. It began at the Lincoln Memorial. But then, as reported in the history of the U.S. Marshals Service, attention shifted by the crowd to the Pentagon. The Marshals Service reported what happened next. Quote, At 5.40 p.m., a determined crowd of 35,000 headed for the Pentagon. A smaller segment at the front stormed forward, scaled the walls, and forced their way into the Pentagon. The deputies and soldiers were taunted and assaulted with vegetables, rocks, and bottles. The troops inside the Pentagon rushed outside as the violence escalated. A full-scale riot erupted. Now, in that current atmosphere that that particular protest occurred in, that deserves a look if we're going to use the standards the January 6th committee is applying to President Trump. If those standards were applied in 1967, you can be sure that Senators Robert Kennedy, Eugene McCarthy, and George McGovern would all be charged with instigating an erection, an insurrection. It would be ridiculous, of course, 
just like this charge against President Trump, is ridiculous. But beyond that, what is being done with these so-called criminal referrals against Trump is nothing less than the criminalization of American politics, which will stain forever the historical reputations of all those involved. We'll be back. Hello, everybody. This is Jeffrey Lord once again sitting in for my friend, our friend Sean Hannity, as we uh, roll down the next couple days to, uh, yes, indeed, a Merry Christmas for one and all. And uh, I'm sitting here looking at our friend Linda. It's my pleasure to be looked at by you, I tell you. Because <laughs> normally Sean's yelling at me, so it's a nice it's a nice change of pace. I'll tell you what. It's very, very nice. Well, it's, uh, you know, the American political cycle goes in, in strange ways. You know, things get really heated after the first of the year, and then they go to, like, Thanksgiving, and then they stop dead in their tracks and uh it's kind of like new york traffic it stops yeah. dead in this track it gets really heated you flip a couple birds you tell people how much you don't like them and you wish them a merry christmas when it all starts to move again <laughs> it's a wonderful beautiful thing this time everybody's like i can't wait to go to new york i'm like what is wrong with you <laughs> i can't wait to get out of this place it is the absolute worst i mean anyhow i did this yesterday with joe concha i couldn't stop talking about how horrible it was in the traffic but i'm going to move on from that and i'm going to tell everybody to stay tuned because you're jeffrey lord Host of the Word of the Lord, you're about to bring it down with Congressman Scott Perry. I will. I will indeed. On the other side. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. You know, violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. Rob Chadwick. I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy. Yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, DefendFamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, DefendFamily.com. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. 
Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it. Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign-up when you use the promo code SEAN, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today, HomeTitleLock.com, promo code SEAN. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network. And now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers Verizon, AT&T and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, Well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. Rob Chadwick, I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy, yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear, and it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family. One word, defendfamily.com. Ronald Reagan took this country from the depths of inflation in the 1970s to economic prosperity in just a few years' time. He knows a thing or two about saving a country in distress. And now you can get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. All qualified callers who call the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo, this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD and get yours free while supplies last. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner, number one rated gold IRA company with over 5,000 five-star reviews. Call them today at 855-815-GOLD and get your hands on a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. Call 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Solid as a rock. Honest. Truthful. This is the Sean Hannity Show. And this is Jeffrey Lord of my 
<laughs> my the favorite, word of the my Lord. famous podcast, The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. It is an awesome podcast. There's no question. <laughs> and uh, thejeffreylord.com, which is my website. And uh, we hope you'll uh, stop in and take a visit. Uh, you're uh, hopefully be sitting back and relaxing here these uh, Christmas holidays. Of course, you got to do all the cooking and the relatives and all of that kind of thing, which may keep you otherwise occupied. Well, tell us. I mean, are you going to talk about politics at your uh, dinner table this Christmas? Uh, no. <laughs> Is it a hard no? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, and I love my beloved family dearly. Um, but we do have in our midst, uh, people who do not, uh, agree. And we've just, uh, long since realized, you know, just to do it when there's so many other things. As I, as I literally often say, there's more to politics. There's more to life than politics. And, and by the time you get to Christmas, probably the last thing you do want to talk about is politics. Yeah, I know yeah. that's how I feel anyway. Yeah. So, you know, if, uh, there's a couple of them that are probably listening. Uh, hello, Judy and Bruce. Uh, who are probably listening. Uh, are they liberals? Uh, no. No, they are... Uh, Damn, I was going to say something really funny for that. You just <laughs> took it away from me. But hi, Judy. Hi, Bruce. <laughs> but they, they, all the rest of them uh, are, are good uh, good people of uh, other views, and uh, and that's just fine. We learn this stuff from our parents. Uh, you know, our parents, my, my parents in particular, were very political. You know, um, they had started out in, in Riverhead, Long Island, moved to uh, after that small event known as World War II, where my dad was a captain of artillery in the Pacific in the Battle of Lady Gulf. And he came home, married his high school sweetheart, a.k.a. mom. They moved into New York City to work uh, in the travel business. And then uh, from there, uh, when I decided to make an appearance, they decided to pick a new town totally, not go back to Riverhead, you know, so they could spread their wings. And they picked Northampton, Massachusetts, which was very historic uh, town. And my father was soon elected to Calvin Coolidge's old seat on the Northampton City Council and was the Republican City Committee chair. And my mother was the chair of the Hampshire County Republican Women. And uh, it was great. And in lieu of a babysitter, they took me with them everywhere. So literally, as a child, I'm going to Lincoln Day dinners. I'm meeting U.S. senators and governors, and I'm... Uh, going to city council meetings and my mother's meetings. Uh, so how many photo ops were you used for when they were kissing the babies? Is that you like in every single one then since your parents dragged you yeah, along? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. And then, and then it was also me, uh, who crawled around underneath the table at the Lincoln Day dinners. There's a reason that you ended up working for Reagan. You know, when you start that young, you're like, listen, I've been doing this for 25 years and you're 26. They're like, I don't understand. Oh, man. So it was uh, it was a great time. But they really, their their best friends were Democrats. And uh, I got to, I had the privilege at that point, we lived in a, in a two-family house and they were upstairs and they would come down in the kitchen and they'd have these long conversations into the night right off of my bedroom. When people actually talk to one another. Yes, yes. Right. And I would hear him going on about Nixon and Harry Truman and Dwight Eisenhower and the people of Joe McCarthy, the people of the day. But it was all very civil and respectable. And, you know, to their dying day, they were all friends. Not to mention that the couple's uh, two uh, teenage daughters became my babysitters. <laughs> how convenient. So how convenient. So uh, it was it was great. But I really did learn a lot from that. And uh, I, I think it's very important to uh to be that way and not go crazy when uh you hear opposing points of view um 
Abe Lincoln and, and Stephen A. Douglas went all around Illinois and had pretty distinctive debates. Um, so uh, it's great stuff. Well, now, speaking of great debates and great members of Congress, uh, I am talking to, I believe, Congressman Scott Perry from Pennsylvania. Is that correct? That's correct, Jeffrey. Good afternoon. How are you? Sorry to be late. Just got off the, just walked off the floor. No problem. And I want the audience to know that I often describe Congressman Perry as the best member of Congress. And there's a reason for that. And that is because he is my congressman. <laughs> and he does yeah, a, well, he does a great yeah. job, was reelected. And, uh, it's just too bad there's nothing going on in there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's amazing what's happening right now, Jeffrey. I mean, um, the fact that we're being jammed in the house uh, with this with this omnibus on, you know, it looks like it might get here tonight by eleven o'clock or something like that. So it's you know just a day or so before Christmas Eve, and all set up that way to, to yeah. make sure that they could fill it with all kinds of pork and then um, have people concerned about Christmas not paying attention. Right. And and you know, Jeffrey, I mean, I'm sure you've kind of seen the reports on it, thousands of, of earmarks, and literally. We're going to protect the the border in Tunisia, but it, in the bill it says we can't use any of the money to protect our own border. That that's literally the kind of stuff that's in this one point seven plus four four thousand one hundred pages plus another couple thousand in report language pages of a bill. Um, and this is how we're running our country. I mean, th- this is just uh, unacceptable. And I have to say. In the long ago and far away, as you know, I worked for Congressman Bud Schuster from Pennsylvania, and he was on the Budget Committee, so I it was my task to read some of this stuff. And I remember President Reagan in the day standing up front for a State of the Union message, and next to him, people didn't quite know what it was, there was this huge stack of paper, huge. Well, it was the, the budget document, and, and the president then you know starts talking about it and says... This is what it is. And, you know, being an actor, he goes through this struggle to hold it up in front of the cameras. And he says, right. if you send send one of these to me again, I will not sign it. <laughs> and dropped him with a thud on the podium. Here yeah. we are all these years later. This hasn't changed. Now, the, the culture in Washington, absolutely, some, something has to give, right? This, this process that we're in of continuing resolutions and omnibuses where we literally, Jeffrey, we haven't had... You know, the process is this. You know this process, right? The House passes uh, its budget, and the Senate passes a budget, and then they they do the appropriations. There are 12 appropriations bills, so that's all the that's all the spending that fits under the budget top-line number. So you figure out how much you're going to spend. That's your budget. And then you figure out what you're going to spend it on. The House passes its version. The Senate passes its version. They're probably not going to be exact, so they put it together in what's called a conference committee. Right. And they work out the details and send it uh, to each body for ratification. That, which I just described, hasn't happened since 1996. Wow. Wow. Well, here we are. yeah, here we are, which leads me to, to something else here. That, uh, I have been reading your op-ed in the York Daily Record, and for yeah. our readers, uh, it says uh, Representative Scott Perry, Kevin McCarthy must lead Congress out of the status quo or step aside. Wow, I, I think there's one heck of a battle going on there behind the scenes. Talk to us a little bit about it. Uh, you know, this was a great piece explaining where you were on this and, and why. Yeah, I think it's important for folks to know. I would just characterize it as this, and I'm going to refer to Einstein generally. 
who said that, you know, doing the same things over and over again and expecting a different <laughs> outcome is the definition of insanity. And what we're poised to do is kind of the same things under the same conditions with the same people and think something's going to change. And I just am not willing to uh, to accept that, uh, Jeffrey. I, you know, I ran for Congress, as most people do, because you think things are screwed up and you want to change them. The last thing I think you want to do is just come in to Congress and then just do what's always been done, which is what most members do. And I just don't think the country can withstand that. And I think that we just saw an election where, by all rights, Republicans should have really had a lot more victories. I mean, the economy, just the general circumstance uh, with the presidency, the failures in Afghanistan, and internationally, generally, um, our energy policy, you name it, the things, the kitchen table issues of people not being able to pay the bills. And yet we weren't allowed, we weren't able to get more Republicans elected. And I think one of the reasons is, is we did not have messaging that inspired people. And, and we didn't do things that inspire people. What we did uh, was the same thing we're doing here today, which is spend us into bankruptcy and uh, give no reason for people to see a big difference between Democrats and Republicans. And so I'm making the case that something has to change in Washington, D.C., in the House. We can't change the Senate, right? They've already got Mitch McConnell, and they're doing their what they're, what they're doing there. And the presidency is not, is not up right now. But what is up is we have a we have a new majority coming into Congress on January 3rd, and we have an opportunity to change the leadership there or change the way we're doing things. And we've offered, and, and, and Jeffrey, just so your listeners and Sean's listeners know, um, we've been working since last summer uh, on these proposals, changing the way we do things around here. And quite honestly, we were kind of sent packing every time we went and said, look, we want to we review these things. Maybe these aren't the right ideas, but what ideas do you people have that want to be in leadership to make a difference here? And we were kind of told... You know, these are all very nice. We'll see you later. And that happened a few times between uh, the summertime and the fall. But, Jeffrey, I'll tell you when it changed. It changed the day after the election. I came to Washington, D.C. that next Wednesday morning, and then people wanted to talk. And they still want to talk now, but there's a great reluctance to make changes. Um, And I just don't see how we're going to get different outcomes. And so we either got to change the process or we got to change the personnel. And so far... We're trying to have productive conversations, um, and we're open to all different ideas. But I'm committed to not being for the status quo here in Washington, D.C. I'll just put it to you that way. So we'll see what happens on January 3rd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I guess there's sort of a Christmas sabbatical, if you will, but I have to believe things still go on behind the scenes there. Uh, and I would just hope that this gets resolved by January 3rd, because the last signal you want to send to all of America is that we're in disarray and we can't get our act together and the people that want the jobs can't, you know, aren't willing to, to do them and buckle down and do the hard work, uh, you know, basically as to borrow from President Reagan, well, here we go again, you know, it, yeah, it's just without, not without, good. Without a doubt, Jeffrey. And look, we are all working diligently to try and resolve it before January 3rd, but I think all of us are committed to, um, to doing it right, and if it takes a little after January 3rd, then that's going to be more important than than uh, just moving forward with the status quo and then trying to hope that it gets better over the next two years. And so I tell people that say to me, well, what happens if we don't have a speaker on January 3rd or maybe even January 4th? And I say to them, you know, I believe on January 3rd, speaker or not, the sun's going to come up, 
babies are going to be born, people are probably going to go to work, and, and life is going to go on, and and we're going to figure it out. Uh, but it's not the first time that we've had disagreements like this. It's been a while. But let's face it, I mean, Congress has a very low approval rating for a reason. Yes. And people just don't think that we're either capable or willing or interested in in helping them in their daily lives. And they see the debacle that's happening right now with these thousands of earmarks and trillions of dollars in spending as their interest rates are going up trying to cool inflation. We're throwing gasoline on the fire here in Congress. And, and people say, well, what's the point of all this? Why do we elect you people if if you're not going to listen to our will? And And so... Look, we we hope to not have this uh, this this uh, argument, so to speak, in public on January third. But if the folks that want to lead are unwilling to commit to these changes, then something's going to have to be done, Jeffrey. And I don't know how else to say it other than that. But I assure you, we would rather just get into the investigations yeah. and the oversight that we need to do. But let's face the fact. No matter what bill we pass in the House of Representatives that's going to do great things, it's not going to see the light of the day in the Senate, and it's not going to be passed uh, into law and signed by Joe Biden, right? Generally speaking, that's the case. The only thing that we have is the power of the purse, which we have been, as a, as a House of Representatives, completely reluctant to uh, uh, to use in, to our advantage. And, and we have this oversight and investigative uh, opportunity. I think we absolutely need to do that, but we need to be mindful of what we can do, and we need to focus on that. And this fight is the spending fight. And right now, Jeffrey, as we sit here, the spending fight is being taken off the table, all the leverage, uh. until next September. So all these new members of Congress that are coming in on January 3rd might as well sit on their hands until next wow. September because wow. that's, the next time, that's when this omnibus expires. It, it funds the government and all the policies until next September. So when the border is being overrun by people and we want to do something about it, we have no leverage whatsoever. All right, my friend, we're out of time, but it was great to have you on and Merry Christmas. Congressman Scott Perry. And you are listening to Jeffrey Lord of uh, the Word of the Lord podcast. And I am sitting in for our great friend, Sean Hannity. Right back after this. Hello, America. Again, this is Jeffrey Lord sitting in for Sean Hannity, uh, Jeffrey Lord of the American Spectator and uh, thejeffreylord.com and the word of the Lord and... And of many Lincoln dinners as a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Shh, we're not supposed to tell those stories. Right, it's a deep, dark secret. (laughs) Uh, So join us, uh, stay with us here. We're going to have our friend David Schoen, who is one of America's best attorneys. He was uh, a defender of President Trump. Uh, during the whole impeachment phoniness, and uh, he will be here, and we're going to get into a few things, the FBI, the January 6th committee, and, yes, the release of the Trump tax returns. So hang in there, and we will see you very shortly. This is Jeffrey Lord for Sean Hannity. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet 
And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance, and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter. The Burner, less lethal, pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off.